Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello there. This is Mary's husband, Ben Guidus, again. And today I want to share with you and with her two poems about, well, I consider them both about marriage. The first one is from a poet that Mary has talked about a couple of times um, over a year ago on the podcast. And this poet has a special place in both her and my heart, and that is Stephen Dunn. Stephen Dunn uh, came basically into our lives in college, and Mary shared him with me. And I don't remember the exact details. In, in my in my memory, we both bought for each other the same book as a gift at the same time but actually I think it was slightly different than that I think I bought um, this book new and selected poems 1974 to 1994 for her as a gift and by the time I gave it to her she had already purchased it for herself so now we each have a copy hers has her notes in it and mine has my notes in it so there's a little romantic memory there. Um, Later, as she mentioned in a past podcast, she went to the Napa Valley Writers Conference and Stephen Dunn was able to mentor her a little bit on her own poetry. And that podcast or that uh, conference has a memory to me in that um, we were very poor. both graduate students um, living for sure below the poverty line uh, in Davis, California. And Mary really wanted to go to this conference, and so we saved up and sent her. And I don't recall all the details, but something about the host hosting situation she was in, something about the nature of the conference made her feel very lonely and um wanted me to be there with her and so I drove out there and again memory is fuzzy but in my memory I brought our tent and our camping gear such as it was and we spent the the second night there together and then she went to the conference that last day before we drove home so um, some good memories there Um, So the first poem is uh, by Stephen Dunn, and it's called A Romance. And again, I don't know that this is specifically about a marriage, but I consider it about a marriage, and I think about it a lot. He called eelgrass what she called seaweed. He insulated their house with it. She was interested in the transparency of her skin. 
He walled the bathroom with barn siding. He built the couch with wood he had chopped. She, a friend once said, was a calligrapher of the dark. He dug a root cellar to store vegetables. He built a shack for his ducks. Once, while asleep, he said, the half-shut eye of the moon. She spoke about the possible precision of doubt. He knew when the wind changed what weather it would bring. She baked bread, made jam from sugar berries, kept a notebook with with what she called little collections of her breath. He said the angle the nail goes in is crucial. She fed the ducks, called them her sentient beings. She wondered how one becomes a casualty of desire. He said a tin roof in summer sends back the sun's heat. She made wine from dandelions. She once wrote in her notebook, the ordinary loveliness of this world. He built a bookcase for her books. They took long walks. That poem reminds me of Mary and I. The the man reminds me of me. The woman maybe is a little bit um, more head in the clouds, I think, than Mary is. But I did build a bookcase for Mary's books. We have taken very long walks, especially early in our relationship, hours and hours on end. Um, I built a sort of shack, not for my ducks, but for my tools. Um, Used pallets, not barn siding, and on that shack, not in a bathroom. But again, I think it's just a beautiful poem about a relationship these two people very very different overlapping here and there helping each other contributing to each other's hobbies um, and taking long walks together so that's a poem from early in mary and i's relationship and i think it still applies today the second poem i want to read is one i only read for the first time about maybe a month or so ago. Um, It's by Wendell Berry, who uh, Mary uh, talked about with a friend of hers in in a past podcast about Wendell Berry's poetry. And, but they didn't talk about this poem. Although they did talk about his, uh, some of the writings he's done on marriage. Um, I heard this, poem referenced, uh, Mary and I have been going to a C.S. Lewis book club together in town here. It's kind of an amazing thing. And one of the gentlemen there work, is a co-worker of mine at the university, professor. And the topic of Wendell Berry's poetry came up. And Mary mentioned, as she did in the past po- podcast, that she enjoys poetry that, in her words, bites you and that Wendell Berry's doesn't tend to do that and Gary uh, Gary, this gentleman mentioned that 
Wendell Berry has a poem about marriage that he really liked, and Mary had to admit that that poem bites in a good way. And so I had to look it up, and it is a really amazing poem. It's fairly long, and I'll read it in a minute. Um, I've read it, I don't know, a dozen times since then. Definitely, I think, captures um, some of the beauty and mystery and... Um, but also some of the everyday, the ordinary, the pain, the growing and um, commitment, the covenantal nature of marriage. There's just a lot going on in this poem that's very deep. Um, and um, he also makes reference to a couple other thoughts and ideas that he talks about in some of his essays. And what's neat about that to me is that Mary and I shared a love of a Wendell Berry essay in this past year um, that's called Two Economies. And it talks about this contrast between the little economy, that of this world that we use to weigh things against one another, to value things, and what he calls the great economy, uh, which he is synonymous for him with the kingdom of God, something that fully accounts for the true value of all things, interconnectedness and intangibles that we as mortals cannot value appropriately. And he makes reference to that in this poem. Um, so there's more I could say about it. Um, I I love Wendell Berry's um, essays, and um, I some of his poetry I have enjoyed as well. Um, I'm listening to Jaber Crow, his uh, which is one of his famous books right now, and it's going all right. Um, but this poem just I thought was really special. So it's long. I'm just gonna read it once, and then we'll be done. This is dedicated to you, Mary. It's called The Country of Marriage. One. I dream of you walking at night along the streams of the country of my birth, warm blooms and the night songs of birds opening around you as you walk. You are holding in your body the dark seed of my sleep. Two, this comes after silence. Was it something I said that bound me to you, some mere promise, or worse, the fear of loneliness and death? A man lost in the woods in the dark, I stood still and said nothing, and then there rose in me like the earth's empowering brew rising in root and branch, the words of a dream of you I did not know I had dreamed. I was a wanderer who feels the solace of his native land, under his feet again and moving in his blood. I went on, blind and faithful. Where I stepped, my track was there to steady me, 
it was no abyss that lay before me, but only the level ground. 3. Sometimes our life reminds me of a forest in which there is a graceful clearing, and in that opening a house, an orchard and garden, comfortable shades and flowers, red and yellow in the sun, a pattern made in the light for the light to return to. The forest is mostly dark, its ways to be made anew day after day, the dark richer than the light and more blessed, provided we stay brave enough to keep on going in. 4. How many times have I come into you out of my head? With joy, if ever a man was, for to approach you I have given up the light and all directions. I come to you lost, wholly trusting, as a man who goes into the forest unarmed. It is as though I descend slowly earthward out of the air. I rest in peace in you when I arrive at last. 5. Our bond is no little economy based on the exchange of my love and work for yours, so much for so much of an expendable fund. We don't know what its limits are. That puts it in the dark. We are more together than we know. How else could we keep on discovering we are more together than we thought? You are the known way leading always to the unknown, and you are the known place to which the unknown is always leading me back. More blessed in you than I know, I possess nothing worthy to give you, nothing not belittled by my saying that I possess it. Even an hour of love is a moral predicament, a blessing, a man may be hard up to be worthy of. He can only accept it as a plant accepts from all the bounty of the light, enough to live, and then accepts the dark, passing unencumbered back to the earth, as I have fallen time and again from the great strength of my desire, helpless into your arms. 6. What I am learning to give you is my death, to set you free of me and me from myself into the dark and the new light. Like the water of a deep stream, love is always too much. We did not make it. Though we drink till we burst, we cannot have it all or want it all. In its abundance, it survives our thirst. In the evening, we come down to the shore to drink our fill and sleep while it flows through the regions of the dark. It does not hold us, except we keep returning to its rich waters thirsty. We enter, willing to die, into the commonwealth of its joy. 7. I give you what is unbounded, passing from dark to dark, containing darkness, a night of rain, an early morning. 
I give you the life I have let live for love of you. A clump of orange-blooming weeds beside the road, the young orchard waiting in the snow, our own life that we have planted in this ground as I have planted mine in you. I give you my love for all beautiful and honest women that you gather to yourself again and again and satisfy. And this poem, no more mine than any man's who has loved a woman. Happy 18th anniversary, Mary. I love you. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.